Former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. Top billing, baby. Woo! <laughs> I mean, we're festive, but right. it's, feel, it's feeling a little less festive somehow. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I know we we promised another traipse through Joe Colton's Winter Wonderland. At the 11th hour, she had a work emergency come up and unfortunately is not able to join us this evening. So uh, our, our apologies there. If it was anything, like we were talking literally an hour ago, we found out. So, um, it, it, you know, we don't want to put a guest host through that kind of crucible as far as preparing. Right. Uh, so we're just we're just going to go this alone. Because we've been prepping since like five. Oh, yeah. Right? And all the rehearsals and dry runs. And sure. I mean, I... we had dress rehearsal on Wednesday and then we had the, 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 the sketch rehearsal on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know. The we had the writers in Tuesday night. It was, it was... <laughs> like we could drop Letterman in here or Shatner or, you know, uh, any of the luminaries. Uh, and I still don't think they could pull it off. Right. I don't think Steve Martin could pull it off with a one hour prep. So well, I think this is a wise choice. Right. I mean, it's, it could be more that Steve Martin just doesn't know anything about G.I. Joe, but. Yeah, he just talk about banjos, right? Like, be funny, man. Where's the chicken? Where's the arrow through your head thing? Come on! Whoever gave him a banjo 20 Look, years ago. He, he's allowed like, to have If I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and kick that guy in the nuts. <laughs> Break that banjo. Make sure he didn't make it to the subway. He, he's allowed to have hobbies. Yeah, I know, but it's taken him away from what he's great at. I don't care that he likes the banjo. Right? I, I mean, Webb, I think it, it might be more that he made millions of dollars doing a job for like 30 years and then decided to do something else. Yeah, I suppose. But what if LeBron James <laughs> all of a sudden just decided he wanted to play the harmonica all the time? Then whatever. Right? I, I, I'm not necessarily buying a ticket, but have fun, LeBron. I guarantee it. If I walked by LeBron playing the harmonica on the corner with an open like harmonica case for change, if I even slightly brushed him, he would fall down like shot by a sniper. Probably. Ah! Probably. But he'd be fine. Man. Within seconds, he'd be okay. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, kid, you, look, man, he's trying to put on a show. He's trying to be an entertainer. Had a kid who knows his basketball at school this week ask me if I thought Jordan could take LeBron. Okay. Um, and I'm like, brother. I'm like, you're talking team. Well, you got, are you, is that team or is that one-on-one? Because one-on-one, LeBron's got like five inches on him, four inches on him. Two or three, but. Yeah. But a lot more bulk. Like, yes. Jordan was cut, but LeBron's big. So. Yeah. And he's also, he's bigger. He's probably also faster. It would be, that'd be a tough assignment. Yeah. So one-on-one, it's a different story. But team versus team, man, in his prime, Jordan just didn't lose. Yeah. Right? I mean, I you mean, look at the, look at the murderer's row he put down. On a, yeah. I mean, how many guys just don't have rings from that era? Yeah, exactly, right? When you're looking at, at, at the big failures of Barkley and Ewing and things like... Mullen and 
Reggie and yeah. I, I almost Stockton him alone. I almost totally forgot uh, how terrifying I thought Run TMC was going to be when they got Chris Weber, right? Right. And you're like, how the hell did they get Chris Weber? And it well, off. they dealt Mitch Richmond to get him, so that yeah. that took the teeth right out of him. <laughs> and sent him to Sacramento. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like they didn't actually send him that far, but really it was a lot. Yeah, it was, it was a mile. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a million miles baseball, away. But it was basketball. I know. We, we we took a little bit of a left turn for us. Yeah. If and, you're and us guess on... what? We got nobody but us to bring us back, right? Because <laughs> right, right now, the rudder of the show would be guiding us home or looking at her phone until we notice. So, right, right. And we'd be more more noticing that she was completely checked out than yeah. we did. That's, that's a good sign for us to change the topic and get yeah, back but, in. But, but because we checked her out, truly, when we were right. like, I don't know, that Rick Sorone underrated. Yo. <laughs> Anyways, if you're with us on YouTube tonight, thank you for watching Spider-Man yesterday. And um, be sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel. That's the best Christmas gift you can give us, is a subscription. Um, be sure to leave a comment down below. Uh, do whatever you can to get us circulating through YouTube's algorithms. If you join us on Facebook tonight, uh, as six of you have already done, Go ahead and leave us some kind of an emoticon. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. We love little huggy guy. Huggy guy. Uh, we got a we got a laughing guy already. I dig that. So uh, whatever you can do there, just just to let Facebook know that you're watching, uh, we really appreciate it. There too, follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can also check out our other social media, all linked up down below. Um, join the fun. Yeah. And seven days. If you're seven days a week, except for the days we're not around. If you're hate watching us, that's cool. Whatever. Give us a little hate emoji. That's fine. At least you're on. It's a little angry guy. Whatever. Whatever. Maybe maybe angry guy is angry because nobody's plugging him like huggy guy. Ah, could be. He needs a name. Yeah, frustrated guy. (laughs) Little little angry guy. (laughs) Little angry guy. So um hey, you're you're getting you're getting happy birthday calls out in the in the in the chat today. It's about time. It's not quite uh, birthday o'clock. It's actually the 24th. And here, I'll, I'll, I'll do my 30-second complaint. Ready? We'll contain it. So I have one older brother, three years and one day older than me. So figure that out. 23rd for him, 24th for me, and then Christmas. And so my family would say, uh, well, we can open your presents on your birthday, but you got to wait a day. Right now, if you thought you were getting, I don't know, the Mobat or the Snowcat or whatever for your birthday, did you really want to wait an extra day? Because you knew there was a tank under that tree somewhere. None of the tree, but on the table next to it. Right. Uh, so, no, I would always say no. A lackluster like, birthday table. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here you go. You know, wrapped in Christmas paper anyway, half the time. And uh, so, no, no, no seven-year-old is going to say, I'll wait for the, for the Wolverine or for the whatever. So uh, I always gave in. So, no, we can open them on Mike's birthday. So we'd do it up on Mike's birthday. And then the next day, we'd spend the day cleaning the house from the party the night before. And then we weren't a terribly religious family, but we never missed Christmas Eve service. So then they would, the birthday would get chopped, a third of it would get chopped off because now we got to dress up and go to church. Right. And and so I was growing up in a small town. I was like, man, let me tell you, when I have a car, my birthday is going to be great. 
because I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, because I'll be 16 with a badass car. So, yeah, but in, in the middle of Oregon on December 24th, you got kind of limited options where you can go, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like at the video store and the 7-Eleven getting any size Slurpee I want. But it wasn't it wasn't quite the, the chain being broken that I expected it to be. And the jumbo so, hot dog. Yeah. So I kind of got used to my birthday being somewhat lackluster. And then when I started dating uh, my girlfriend at Arizona State, turned into a fiance, turned into my wife, the lovely Michelle, uh, we started talking about Christmas traditions. And she said, oh, it's great, my family. We go to the, uh, the Christmas Eve service, but the early one. Then we come back to, to uh, the house, and we open all the Christmas presents. And I'm like, on the 24th? All of them? Well, not the Santa presents. The Santa doesn't come on the 24th, obviously. We open all the presents, and then the next morning, the big ones have arrived from Santa. That's what's for Christmas morning. Then we go back to church. And I'm like, I think I'm downgrading my holiday, actually. Didn't think it was possible. But, yeah. So, the 24th is rough. Although, one of my daughter's friends has the 25th. Mm. And I think that's that's a little bit more of a punch in the face, right? Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Happy birthday <laughs> to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and also Gianna. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not even second billing, right? Yeah. yeah you're, not, you're... Gianna's great, but I mean, geez. So, so there you go. There's my, well, minute and 30 seconds. I mean, I, I get a little bit of that because my birthday is right around Mother's Day. Yeah. So it kind of gets swallowed up somewhat in there, and yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not quite the same thing. Although people always do get Mother's Day off. Look, um, the 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 once every seven years when it fall, when my birthday is on a Sunday, that, okay. that's that's a wash. That's out. I'll give you that one. But, but on top of that, gr- growing up Catholic, all those all those growing up Catholic holidays always fall in May. Okay. So I, I lost those too when I was a kid. All right, I'll give you that. So I, 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 again, I, I can't, I can't say I'm walking, I'm living on the same street, man. But, no, I, but I feel it a little bit. Twenty fourth is rotten. I think thirty first is probably bad of December. But at least you can say there's always a party, right? The first has got to be awful of January because everybody's hungover or tired or sleeping in or at least don't have to go to work or school. Um, but Christmas Day is rough. 24th is next to that. But I think the worst is like the leap year babies who get a birthday every four years. The old Pirates of Penzance stuff. I mean, I had a boss whose birthday was New Year's Day and he loved it. But he was the type that he was, I mean, nice guy, don't get me wrong, but his, he he wanted to just be at home. Mm -hmm. And so that that, that was a nice quiet day for him on his birthday and it was the best gift he could have gotten. One of my one of my best friends in high school, slamming Watusi, Tim Gates. He was uh, July fourth. Oh right, there you go. And any any time I see, I mean, Tim and I don't talk a whole lot because uh, he doesn't like people. Uh, but July fourth, man, whenever the fireworks go off, I'm like, that's for you, Tim, and for George Steinbrenner, a Yankee Doodle Dandy, born on the fourth of July. <laughs> very true. Very true. So what do we here for anyway? I forget. Um. I don't know. Is this a GI Joe show still? And and to, to quote Mel Brooks, where the white women at? <laughs> she bailed. She had to work. 
Ah, fine. Save Anyways, we'll keep it warm. Anyways, we do have one entry on the community calendar, of course. Uh, we've touched on it the last couple of weeks. They're getting lots of free pub out of us because we found them early. G.I. Joe Winterfest 2 on January 15th. That's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky at the Hilton Garden Inn, Louisville Airport. You can check out the details at www.kygijoe.com slash Winterfest. I know our, our good friends at Roma Collectibles will be set up at that show. Uh, lots of the Ohio folks will be there. And as you know, Ohio is seemingly just this magic world for finding vintage toys because mm -hmm. all the, the, the Kenner folks that are scattered in that area. <clears throat> so, yeah, if you're anywhere around Louisville, go ahead and get yourself out to Winterfest. It's going to be a great, great show, uh, great dealer room. I wish I could make it. I mean, you could. You just don't want to. Man, if I could, maybe I, if I could get out there, do a little shopping, have lunch with Jim Cornette, be a great trip. But I got to be honest with you, the, the website KYGI Joe sounds dirty. But it, it does. It does. I, it's, it's I tried to just kind of breeze right past it and, no, and move I on. It. I caught it. Yeah, it's... Um, you don't want to hit the .net on that one is what I'm guessing. <laughs> right. You got to make sure you stick to the .com. Dude. The White House.gov, right? Yeah. Th that's where you want to go because I've made that mistake. <laughs> and the worst, and I, this is a big disclaimer here. Uh, when I was working at McFarland Toys on the on the sports picks lines, probably my weakest area was vintage hockey. And that was the first uh, Legends line we did. Mm. And they gave me a bunch of guys to research pictures of, including Montreal, Canadiens, great Von, uh, Von Cornway. Which is I'm going to type it. I'm going to spell it so you can do make the same mistake I did. Y V A N, and then last name C O U R N O Y E R. Like I have no idea how to pronounce Von Cornway, but if you type it into Google and hit search, be warned that the only other Von Cornway in the world is a nude male model. There you go. So I typed that in and hit search and went ah. <laughs> It was like they were throwing darts at me. <laughs> and I thought I hadn't been there that long. And, and I thought they're going to fire me for sure. Yeah, you're out the door, man. I'll just walk out now. Oof. <laughs> so I we, we tricked, embarrassed, and humbled, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> and that wasn't no hockey stick. <laughs> so uh, if you know of a. G.I. Joe-based toy show, uh, by all means, let us know. Uh, we, uh, we were looking to make the community calendar more of a thing this year. We want to make sure that you're getting out and, and getting to all the, the local shows or the regional shows in your area. Uh, but just give us a heads up. Send it to whatsonjoemind at gmail.com, and, and we will do our best to, to get it in there and, and get some free pub out for those guys and, and help them make a Help them make a, 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 a little show a little bit bigger. Yeah, there ain't nothing better to be in that show. A, you know, a good show with a good dealer room. Like Joe Fest last year, like the last thing I did was just sifting through a couple of boxes of, you know, like $3 loose Joes, right? And I was, and they were all, you know, somewhat dinged or, or whatever. That's why they're $3 Joes. But I was just looking for good pants, right? 
for future lazy bastard customers. I was just busy looking for good legs, basically. Trying to find some khakis and something that looked military, less orange and purple. So, I mean, if you're, I'm just saying that if you're out there in, in purple pants, chances are someone is going to try and shoot at you eventually. <laughs> Here's what I want to do. And I'm a long way from it because it's been a long time since I've pulled out a lazy bastard custom. But once I've made enough, because I tend to make my custom, my customs are lazy. But usually I'm making something that was off look better, look more military, look more real world. But that also means I've got this little jar of discarded neon parts, right? So I can make some truly horrible customs just out of all the neon parts I've been filching off of troopers. So, yeah, look out because the light bright brigade will hit at some point and it'll, and it'll be amazing. Uh, quick question here. How do we get a What's on Joe Mine t-shirt? Well, funny you should answer. Ask that, rather. We have the answer just down below in the in the description or just above, wherever it is on Facebook um, for you, Mario. Uh, but the the, the uh, link to our T Public page is there, and you can you can just go right there. And, and we, we've got the these got these guys available with the, the traditional logo. We also have the 10th anniversary logo that you see up in the top right corner. We've got that on shirts. Uh, any variety of colors. Usually, T Public is running some kind of a sale. You might wait for the weekend because that's when they do that more often. Uh, but that's that's where you can get yourself a, a What's on Joe Mine t-shirt. Real I gotta, easy. I got to work on a new W-O-J-M-W-O shirt, right? So we can be too sweet. Coming soon. We can, uh, we can get away with that. Yeah, I mean, we could. Yeah. It's a lot of letters. It's kind of a stretch is all. That's why it's funny. Because it would be <laughs> offset, right? <laughs> it would be like it was like we forgot and added it on at the end. Uh, question, are there hoodies? I believe there are hooded sweatshirts available. I think there are both hooded sweatshirts and non-hooded sweatshirts available. Uh, but uh, T Public basically takes our logo and then makes it available on any number of different products. Uh, so check that out. They're adding new stuff all the time. Drink koozies. Right. Yeah, I think lanyards. so. Lanyards. I don't know about lanyards. I don't know about lanyards. Luggage tags. I'm sure they would. I know phone phone cases <laughs> are a thing. You know. That's got a new phone. That's good. Yeah. 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 It's right there for you. Mm-hmm. What do you say we get into the news? First news item, Super 7 released images of their Reaction Wave 2. And, uh, I mean, if these are your thing, great. They're not really my thing, but, hey, I'm not here to judge. Uh, In Wave 2, you'll be able to get Bazooka in his Arctic gear. You can get Duke. You can get Lady J. You can get a Games Master uh, Snow Serpent drone. Get Major Blood. You can get Storm Shadow. Uh, we've got the Cobra Space Shock Troopers that you saw floating around the satellite in Part Three of the Mass Device. Those guys are pretty cool. I, I really mm-hmm. wish that they, they had made these guys in O rings back in the day. Yeah, I, I like what they're. I like what they're choosing. Right. Yeah. Like all the choices are really good. I just you know the five POA is. Yeah, it's, it's not my it's just, thing. No, I got no. The, I got the blue barracks because I thought it was cool that someone did the original blue leotard barracks, and 
I don't know if I can hide her in a hiss turret or something, but it just doesn't work. And for me as a collector, sure. Uh, the one thing I'll give them, and this was the first time I had one in hand, uh, was today at uh, Newberry Comics out here in the province place mall. In case you thought, hey, was that web? Totally was. When I picked up the card and flipped it over, man, the, the peach file cards on the back, like full size, just total nostalgia kick right there, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's all a nostalgia kick. Yeah. They, they've gone out of their way to make these nice to look at on the card, certainly. Dude, but the front is still, I can't, even with the explosion back and everything, I, it's still the five POA breaks it for you. But when I flip it over and I can't see that guy anymore, that Star Wars figure on the front, and there's that big, beautiful file card, like to me, the articulation and the accessories sold me on Joe, but the file cards were just as important, maybe more. And the fact yeah. that we've, we've still got articulation, we've still got uh, maybe too much articulation, we've got uh, the accessories. We don't have the file cards like that. Yeah. And it really, it pulled at the heartstrings. Not enough to grab that trooper, but it was cool to see. And, of course, joining these guys in, in Wave 2, uh, re, uh, Super 7 has unleashed a, a massive wave of semen. <laughs> I mean, navy blue shirts. Yeah, there's semen all over the place. I know. It's it's terrible. Just nine of them everywhere. Just, just ooh, ugh, gross. No, not gross at all. Somebody's going to uh, have to clean that up. Right, right. But uh, the nameless, faceless sailors that you see in a few episodes here and there of the old show uh, in various skin tones and molded on web gears and, and all that other good stuff. It's a good um, idea because you could see members of the Admirals Club, right, scooping up a bunch of these to put on their flag. Oh, I, I, I mean, it's a great idea. It's just these look so different than the O-ring guys that I yeah, yeah, yeah. it would take me out of it. Like if you're going to go through the the, the the, the trouble of building a display, eh, I don't know. Here's The question for me is, I know that this is what reaction figures have been, but most of what they've done are guys that weren't done at this scale in their original toy or guys that never had toys like this, like Back to the Future, right? Beloved brands that never had three and three quarter figures. I wonder if they could have done fully articulated Joes, or if that was completely off the table in whatever their licensing agreement is from Hasbro. Because right. they are staying, obviously it has to be Sunbow based, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's part of their deal, which is not a which is not a bad idea at all, right? Because no. Hasbro doesn't swim in those waters really. And sometimes there are characters or looks like that major blood looks nothing like the blood figure, right? Color wise. Right. So it gives them a, a unique pool to swim in that Hasbro usually doesn't. So I like it, but uh, if I'd had any kind of voice at this table, I would have warned about the 5 POA because Joe actually went there with their vehicle drivers a few years ago based on the second movie, right, Retaliation. And, and the, the fan base revolted, and rightly so. And our, right. our, our live chat is erupting in that Quinn was not Sunbow. Yeah, we know. But he's also a, a pretty forgotten corner of, of the lore at this point or an unused portion of the lore at this point. So I'm sure that they let that go in there. Just... That's a good point, though. Like, did they have to get a special <clears throat> exception for Quinn? 
And that could be important moving forward if they aren't truly limited to just Sunbow. I'm sure they can go, right? I'm sure it's not legally limited to Sunbow, but I'm sure that those likenesses just give them an easy out that they don't have to work real hard to clear. Yeah, it could be. But like, if it doesn't have to be just Sunbow, but but off the beaten path, there's some guys to make. Dr. Venom, hey, Scarface, there's some... And, you, you know, people... I've never agreed with it, but there is a section of the fan base who's always beating the drum for like Bongo the Balloon Bear and Honda Lou. Oh, when are we going to get a Honda Lou figure? Like, I think it's ridiculous, but there, it doesn't go away either. No. So, and I could see them doing it, right? No, I, I, I keep expecting Super Seven to start put putting out like Panache Place style. Joe vehicles that all look look all puffy and barely fit their figures. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I just I, I just I'm I'm not a huge fan of the aesthetic on these. I, mean, I, 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 di- I dig it. It's, it's like it's a great idea and I wouldn't mind it being five points of articulation if they looked a little less soft. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and I don't, it, I like don't if know. they if they made a, a, a decently cut five point of articulation figure i'd probably be more interested in these but but like the ones from retaliation were right like there was a cobra commander that came with a hiss tank right sure that was pretty damn good oh it was a great mold right just wait i remember looking at it and going oh why'd yeah. you do that right i mean they but they also they they over detailed it so that you couldn't quite really tell who those guys were without a program and then they underpainted on them, so they yeah. looked really plain. Yeah. So they they had their benefits, sure, but at the same time, they had a different set of detractions. Yeah, and the, as I recall, the vehicles weren't incredibly expensive. And my argument after the fact was, Joe fans would have rather bought the vehicles at the same price without a driver, right? Than see the what's the hallmark of the real American Hero brand taken away as though it didn't matter. Like, trouble. Yeah, but I I know some of the guys at Super Seven who are who are on the Joe line, and and they're really talented. Yeah. So I don't. I'm sure this directive is being handed to them as a requirement of the line. So I agree with you. There's there is, and yeah, I get it that they're kind of cartoony because they are based on a cartoon, but. It is just another step away from the Joe figures that we all fell in love with. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I guess um, my hope was that they would be something that was a bit more directly adjacent, and they're they're not. They're, they're, they're not. just something completely different. No. They are they are true to what their reaction figures have been. So right. I, I I get it. I'm not ripping Super Seven. No, no, it, it is but, what it is, and and I'm just not the audience. Yeah, I'm they're, they're making why. these figures for reaction fans, not necessarily yeah. GI Joe fans. Yeah, and it's it's how I felt about Sigma Six when it first rolled out. Right, I was like, eh, wish it was three and three quarter. Um, I'm not gonna wish it wish ill on it, like some sections of all fandoms do. Right, it's not for me. I hope it sucks so they'll right. bring back the thing I like. But I also could look at it and go, yeah, I don't need that. I don't need any of that. I think yeah. I bought like one to be able to just see how it moved right and then when they made the, the real shame of that was that they went to a different scale and went to two and a half 
yeah. which is asinine <laughs> to cut all new steel. You're going to cut all new steel for an all new size, and you're not going to go back to the one that sold great. Right. You're going to introduce a new one. Yeah. Oh. Throw another one in there. Oh. And, and, and but uh, I think I had the fire bat and the vamp. Oh, and I got the dragon hawk. Right, the dragon hawk was phenomenal. So sure. I don't yeah. care what it could have been one inch scale, and I would have bought it. It was so cool. But that's kind of how I feel about these. They'll have to hit me with a really well placed arrow shot to, to get me in on this. They got me with the blue baroness, but that's it so far. Yeah, I, I again, it it would be a real, real specific list of guys that I, I'd be shelling out for this yeah. at eighteen dollars for a soft five you know soft looking five point of articulation yeah. figure like would, if they if they did I'm a, not saying that I wouldn't buy any of them ever but it would right. take like if you if you gave me Sunbow version of Flash I'd I'd yeah. have to buy that. Right. If you they know? if they did Sparks I had, yeah I'd probably be in. I'd probably be in on Sparks and I'd hide him somewhere, right? But that's that's like in my display. Not that I have a display, which I did, because um, then I could put it up behind me and look like a real podcaster. Right. But uh, but yeah, Sparks would be like seated in the original GI Joe headquarters, right? He'd be at that console, so I could try to hide his legs, which would be sticking straight out from the chair, <laughs> and his hands would be typing, right? <laughs> But it have to be for me. It have to be something like that. That's why Blue Baroness got me. Like, wow, they haven't done Blue Baroness already in a while. Yeah, yeah. Twenty fifth anniversary had one, but it was it wasn't great. It wasn't like Leotard Baroness though, right? As I recall, it was it. it well, it was a repaint of of Leotard Baroness, and okay. so it, it just didn't quite work with. Like they they gave it the the color scheme of original uniform Baroness, but it didn't really work like original yeah. uniform Baroness. Yeah. So. But that's where that's where they'll have to be to get me. And the, and the other bit too, for the guy who's like, man, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get all nine of the sailors and put them on my flag. And you're like, cool with packs. That's two hundred dollars. Yeah. So, mm, I think that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna collect these with sniper shots. Right. One guy every couple waves, but it, it'll have to be specific. Otherwise, it just doesn't get me. And I, I don't have a sense of how the fan base are accepted. So I don't yeah, know, again, I, I think they, they, they I think they have their fans. I don't I don't think Super 7 was looking to to reinvent GI Joe with these. I think they have their people that they are, you know, who have been buying reaction figures and all its different properties to this point and GI Joe is just next up. Yeah. And it's a much beloved television property from the 80s, so it's right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. And so there you go. And I don't you know, to be clear, I don't want it to go away. No. Right? I like when there's a variety of Joe products, but I'm not I'm not a guy who needs everything. Even in three and three quarter, I didn't need everything. As a kid, with money in my pocket, I looked at Cobra Law and went, Yeah, nah, don't need that. <laughs> and when I got back into collecting in the late later nineties when eBay <laughs> and having a job uh, gave me some disposable income. I looked at the stuff I'd missed or didn't know existed and looked at Tiger Force and went, no, I'm good. And You're lost, man. You're Python, lost. Python Patrol. Cool. But the Conquest is a Joe vehicle. I don't need to Cobra it up. So that's how I define my collecting. But that's what I like about collecting 
because everyone defines their own collection. And you can't tell somebody they're missing something if they looked at DJ and went, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I got the first six, but that's a bridge too far. Okay. That's all right, man. More Tiger Force for me. It works for me, man. <laughs> okay. So next news item. Oh, do, 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 do. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Robert Kirkman's Skybound Entertainment is in talks to obtain the comic book publishing license from Hasbro. According to the reporter's article, published December 10th, as we were on the air, um, quote, Kirkman, who is known to be a major fan of the toy brands, G.I. Joe and Transformers, and is said to have personally gotten involved in chasing the rights, is not expected to write any of the new comics. Additionally, if a deal does go through, new books would not be expected to hit shelves until 2023. Skybound has not commented publicly on the matter. G.I. Joe comic publishing rights are currently held by IDW Publishing and have been since 2008. So that's a, a, a new little wrinkle. And um, your, what are your thoughts there, Mark? I like, um, generally speaking, I like what IDW has done with the license, but it should be, you know, in, in my mind, it should be a popular enough genre or, or slice of the genre that different comic book companies are after. So, yeah, and, you know, if, if somebody else wants to outbid IDW for it, then they must not want it that much. Or if they're tired of, if they think IDW is played out and they want something new and fresh, I'm sure a new company will go at it, you know, with both barrels, so to speak. So mm -hmm. I, I worked, when I was there, I worked with IDW, and I really enjoyed working with them on the Joe comics and the Transformer comics. Um, that being said, my main contact there was John Barber, who left for a while, then came back, and then became editor-in-chief, and is now leaving IDW. He's announced that publicly. Yeah, so, I believe today was his last day. Yeah, so uh, great guy. Loved working with him. Um, and I don't know if any of that is tied. Maybe he really enjoyed the Hasbro properties and knows they're leaving. Uh, he wrote a Transformers book for a long, long time. Uh, so... I don't think it's a bad thing. The one thing I'm hopeful for is that wherever it goes, that Larry still gets to keep writing the the now really long running Real American Hero book. That one's important on some level. Um, yeah, I mean, so long so, as he wants to. Yeah, yeah. If Larry doesn't want to, I mean, I, Larry would write his own exit, I'm sure. But I hope it's a, you know, it's a bow on an issue three hundred or something like that. Mm -hmm. If that if that's what Larry wants, sure. So, um, but I don't think it'd be a bad thing. And and Kirkman, like if, if you didn't like early Invincible and Walking Dead, I don't know what to tell you. Like his stuff was fantastic. Now I haven't read either of those books in a long time, but the fact that they both have crossed over Walking Dead in a huge way and Invincible in, in a medium way. Uh, that only can only speak well for a possible collaboration. So, and one thing I like about Kirkman, I, I'm not so sure in Invincible, but in Walking Dead, he broke the the comic book almost rule that you can bring people back anytime, right? Right. Like he's the first book in a long time where dead was dead, and in a book where that's literally written about people coming back from the dead, 
right. uh, Walking Dead was. Not only is Dead gone, but he would knock off major characters out of nowhere. And it gave it the gravitas, knowing that they were always in danger, that your favorite was never safe, and that if whomever got, got chomped, forget it. They're done. And that gave the early bits, at least the early seasons of Walking Dead the show, uh, and, and the early issues of the comic, made them just can't miss TV for a while. And can't yeah. miss comics. Really, in Invincible was that way too and it, it played in the world of superheroes so you know reincarnations happened but they were always at a price right nobody right. ever came back the same yeah um or, or you know yeah like it was there was usually something either corrupt or or uh misguided involved with bringing somebody back from the dead yeah so yeah like it was it st death just always had a consequence even in that book yeah and I didn't read it long enough to see that. Um, but yeah, Kirkman seems to understand the value of that, right? That I think most comic, most comic books are just like, eh, how long? Has he been dead two years yet? Give me two yeah. years and I can bring him back. People or forgot we'll about just, him, right? We'll just bring in a different reality version of him, right? Like, oh, I'm so tired of that. Right. I can't imagine playing in the world's biggest sandbox comic books with the carte blanche as long as it's cool to create anything. And the best you can come up with is Batman from Earth 4 <laughs> or the Batman who laughs or uh. or this version of Spider-Man or Spider-Torch or Spider-Thing or the Invisible Spider. And you can have a Fantastic Four made out of all Spider-Man. It'll be amazing. Look, Into the Spider-Verse was great, but there was at least a point to that. It was beautiful. I dug it, but... I'm talking even... the comic. Oh, I, I didn't read the comic. Yeah. No, it, it's it's worth a read, but that's that's kind of the whole point. Is that, you know, the, these universes are all great and all, but they all belong in their own lane. Yeah. And, just... and you know, bad things happen when somebody comes to take them out. It just leaves me cold, and... and... And as much as I like in, in uh, Soldier Number One in the diversity in heroes movement, it still drives me nuts when they're like, it's a brand new female hero. Dig it. It's Ironheart. It's Iron Man, but it's a girl. And she's a different ethnicity. Or dig it. Here we go. A strike for diversity. Female Thor. And you're like, okay, but it's still a half step. It's here's yeah. diversity cloaked in something we know you already like right right no diversity how about when they introduce storm to the x-men who's awesome right that's what i want diversity yes but let's not let's not cloak it let's not half step it and go yeah let, let's create some new characters and then give them some a-list creators to back them and give them a sustained yes. marketing push and really put them out there as major characters. Yes. Then we've got diversity. Otherwise, right. we've just kind of got got other yeah. people wearing the same costume. That's it. Give me a, a diverse, a character with diversity who's a hero who fights Dr. Doom or Magneto, right? And I'm like, damn, right? World Breaker knows what's going on. I want to see more of that guy or right. gal, right? But don't just give me, uh, it's like Cyclops, but it's a girl from Norwegia. 
and her <laughs> Norwegian. I made up a country, and, and she's from I. She's from Iceland, and her ice beams are purple. Like, <sighs> yeah, we, Norwegian. It it's a bit of a tangent, but yeah, I don't want to see Norwegian Cyclops. It doesn't do me any good. I don't want to see Professor W. <laughs> no. Professor W. Right? So many cataclysm, right? The new, yeah, it could be a villain if you want. It sounds like a villain. I'm about right? to say. So many cataclysm and where she came from and why she just kicked the hell out of the new mutants. Like, yes, I'm in. But yeah, anyway, soapbox done. Well, I complained. What I complained about diversity in comics. I got to rail about my birthday. Five points of articulation. Real chest cuts coming. You're you're grouchy for a Christmas episode. Grouchy for a Christmas episode. I'm probably done at that point. Oh, I got Target. Um, Save some for the next hour. All right, fine. Got to pace myself. (laughs) Slow down, big fella. Slow down. Bring it back. If I run out of material at a Jeff, it's pretty much what's on your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'd watch, but yeah. Yeah. I need I need to write more notes for that. Right. There, here's throw. here's Rob throwing the gauntlet down for you. Oh no my one would copy God. Cyclops. He's dull. Who does Rob like, comic wise? Comic wise, he's a Batman yeah. guy. Which Batman? From which Earth? I mean, good question. Does he like the Lone Ranger? I mean, who doesn't like the Lone Ranger? Well, Bruce Wayne doesn't because he ripped his whole backstory. <laughs> so there you go, Batman. Jay Thomas loves the Lone Ranger. Loved the Lone Ranger. I'm telling you, man. I like the Lone <laughs> I was a Lone Ranger guy as a kid. And I like Batman, too. And then I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Which one came uh, first? Oh, they're oh. start they're starting the drinking games, Webb. Ah, Brutal yeah. chest cut, take a swig. Yeah, do it. A good one. <laughs> Next news item. Do 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 do. Oh, uh, we're back to the slides. And I'm not sure who is asking for this. Ah! But yeah, it's it's Mighty Jacks, and it is available oh. starting tomorrow. That is from their off-work collection. That is Snake Eyes when he is not on the clock. That's He's there in a bathrobe holding a coffee mug. And I'm not, again, I'm not sure who's asking for this. I'm not sure who asked for this at $69. Mm. But uh, starting tomorrow, you can get that at MightyJacks.com. You also have the option of paying for it in three easy installments of $23 per month. But again, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I, yeah. Uh, What's in his left hand? Is that a I think it's control? the TV remote. Okay. There's, there's better, more and better pictures on Mighty Jax's website if you want to see more. Um, I just took the one that fit on our slide the best. You know what's the worst part of this whole thing? And it's, it's geeky, but I think this is the right audience. Uh, swords don't sit like that. If you sit your sword like that in its sheath, it's naturally dulling because the sharpest part of the blade is being pressed against the scabbard by gravity. Okay. That's what that's why katanas and oh wakazashis and you know, whatever you want to go with go the opposite direction. So the sharpest part of the sword, I granted they're double-edged, but the part you are naturally gonna cut with 
is up. It's not resting against anything. So, yeah, boo for your sword placement, if nothing else. Michael Gene Fleming adds, I didn't ask for off-work snake eyes, but that is because I didn't know I needed them. Fair enough. Yeah. So this isn't the this isn't the lame figure you want. It's the lame figure you need. <laughs> Look, man, if if that if you got if you want to spend your sixty nine dollars on this, you get to like what you want. We don't we we our our phrase is like what you like. Don't be a dick. All right, fine. we don't get to be dicks. Yeah, if if this is your thing, go for it. Uh, and it is a little bit kitschy and okay, cool, but. He, he does have, uh, Draws Walker points out, his coffee cup is funny. It does say number one ninja. Yeah, I'll give so, that. I mean, you know, it's all right. It's obviously not movie snake eyes. I, I mean, he's got a mask on, so clearly it's not. I mean, I did just go by. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Uh, but going by skin tone and that he isn't actively manipulating someone or stealing anything right now. Right. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that, maybe that Storm Shadows mug. Maybe he just won't leave anything oh. for him. <laughs> it is, it is white. <laughs> is this really a figure or a statue? I believe it's a statue. I don't, I don't yeah. think there's any any posability on this. But boy, if he had a big cut right under the pecs there, just think of the posing options you could put in your display case. And uh, is Snake Eyes holding the swear jar? No, but but I, I did break the seal a little bit. But hey, that's 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 our line. It has been for ten years. So if you if you want to fill the swear jar, by all means, the link to our our coffee is down below. Uh, we've had a number of of folks step in with uh, some one time contributions. You come you come forward with a monthly contribution. We'll get your name on a placard at the end of the show every week, um, stating that you're one of the. One of the neat guys that that uh, or or gals that back us every week mm-hmm. or every month. So that's uh, that's Mighty Jacks again. If you go there tonight, it's not going to be available for you. You got to wait till tomorrow morning at ten a.m. Eastern or something like that. I it'll it'll again it'll tell you on the site. But you, uh, for I'm, you don't have to be there at ten a.m. Like, I mean, no, I have I have a feeling it'll, it'll be there for you if you're there, there at you know maybe eleven or three. It'll or seven at night, or or uh, April. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but okay, yeah. Like you said, if it's your thing, cool. Obviously, they did. There's some thought that went into this. Um, but man, I'd have to be really independently wealthy to work down my list enough to get to this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd have yeah. nine different ethnicity reaction sailors before I'd have this guy. You could you could throw your cash at a whole lot of semen. <laughs> hey now, I, I I have plenty of cobra log going on over here. I'm gonna take the advantage to use that line every yeah. time I can, just so you just so you're ready, okay? Every right. time, every time. I wonder how those semen come back. Well, hey. And on that you can, note, you can find those semen. At KYGI Joke. <laughs> That's the news. Yeah, and you know what? Dancing Guy has never been more appropriate. Right. I'm so glad we're done with the news this week. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh it was little little slim pickings coming into the holidays here. Maybe I've got a work emergency too. <laughs> I guess I should have read the show prep. Right, right. <laughs> 
So uh, we'll, let's take a second here. We're going to step out to get a word from our sponsors. And uh, we'll be right back. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on! That made up for the whole news segment. Right. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> Let, you know what? A... I don't want to overdo that. So let's save that for weeks when the news is subpar. <laughs> but that's, that's, uh, that's Torpedo Mike's little one. Outstanding. And she, she, uh, he, he is uh, gracefully, gratefully, gracefully, I don't know what it is. Uh, oh. He very, very nicely put together a little, little intro for it. Oh, that's outstanding. I, I dig it. I was proud of my daughter picking a Christmas movie tonight and going with Die Hard. But now I've totally been outdone for bringing him up right. So, Trapita Mike, sorry. Now, uh, Racktime Rob's going to fight with you because he's, he's squarely in the not a Christmas movie camp. He also thinks Cyclops is dull. So, uh, I might downgrade him from Oli to Roma. Ooh. Not collectible. Ooh, that's 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 kind of rough. Uh huh. I mean, maybe uh, maybe Mongo. Mongo's would Mongo be the lowest? No, no, Roma's the lowest. Mongo, look, Steve Mongo McMichael was never much of a wrestler, yeah. but that doesn't mean he wasn't entertaining. Yeah, I guess that's true. Roma was actually a decent wrestler. He just wasn't he, but he was not. A, but somehow he was not entertaining at all. Yeah, that's true. A young as, stallion though. Better than as we, powers. <laughs> as we discussed the the. The, the ins and outs of the lower half of the four horsemen roster. Yeah. If you actually were to build build the worst horseman possible, it'd be what? Oli, Roma, Mongo. I don't want to put Malenko in there, but he was boring. Well, I mean, that was just a bad fit for him. Malenko yeah. was awesome. It just yeah. not as a horseman. No, yeah, just uh, yeah. Jeff it's, Jeff Jarrett, not really annoying run in his career. They did finally add him, didn't they? That annoying run that began when he was 18 and hasn't ended yet. He started. I bet you Rob loves Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Rob wouldn't know Jeff Jarrett if he walked in the room with a T-shirt that said, Hi, I'm Jeff Jarrett. Which he just might do. Which he, he is very... Look, if, you're, if one classic wrestler is going to do that, he's the one. I never got the Jeff Jarrett stuff. Never. No, he was, mm. he was, he was an undercard... Undercard champion, and that's where he needed to stay, and it didn't quite work out. Then. But due to due to influence and family relations, got yeah, was, a yeah. lot further than his talent for uh, promo abilities had taken. Anyway, but uh, Rob, Rob's going to continue to pick a fight in the live comments. I'm just not going to yeah, put them is. on screen. He needs to he, needs needs to relax a little bit. He can do that, right? Yeah, he can he can do that. I'd like to see him give himself a five-minute timeout. That, that would that would be entertaining. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be that would be that would be good times. His wife was also a, a demon clone. I'm just gonna throw that. Oh, out. good. No, don't 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 humor it. I, I'm not putting it on the screen. So it, all you're doing is 
All you're doing is having a one-sided argument and nobody can follow along and right. nobody thinks yeah. it's entertaining. That's fair. But but guess what? I just won that one-sided argument. It's one-sided, <laughs> like W-O-N. So we got lots of lots of time tonight. If anybody has questions relating to the property, relating to the holiday, relating to anything, this is pretty well an Ask Me Anything segment here on What's on Joe Mind to wind up the year. Next year we got something or next, next episode in two weeks uh, when we come back to the live stream, the team stream, uh, we have something planned that will probably take up most of the time that we're on. So if you got any burning questions that you just have to know, this is the night. Yeah. Pick on Joe Mind right, right now. Totally wide open. Guess, uh, uh, Guess what? Oh, I hope my brother's not watching. Guess what I got my brother for his birthday on the 23rd? What'd you get him? He's not watching. Well, I got him something big. Why not? So I got him. Well, he's busy, you know. Bouncing. Look, man, my, my older brother's watching. My older brother's a bouncer <laughs> at, at a bar he owns. How good what? is that? You got to leave. Says who? Me. <laughs> Six foot five, Mike Weber, the big one. Yeah. He need to leave now. The ex-cop. Anyway, um, I got him this. It was the first Christmas or first gift at all that I bought this year. I bought it in February. It's a legit looking butterfly knife. And when you undo the thing at the bottom and pull the handles around, it's a butterfly spoon. It's outstanding. I've seen one of them before. So good. And I bought it so early that, of course, I lost it and couldn't find it. So I had to send it separately. I found it today. So hopefully he opens the spoon for the birthday gift. So he can have a disappointing birthday like I always did, and then saves the good one for Christmas. It, the The gag gift for the birthday only works if the Christmas gift is tremendous, and it is. So there you go. So Diana Davis asks the big Christmas question: What was the best Christmas morning you can remember, Mark Weber? I mean, you. I mean, the the real answer is, man. Once you have kids, and you and it's the first Christmases that they get it right when they aren't just cute carrying wrapping paper because it happens to be in front of them but when they're actually shaking gifts and and excited for santa and there's not that early christmases as a dad are actually better than early christmases as a kid um but the one the one because i always kind of understood the the price level my family could handle you know what i could request and what i couldn't and so like headquarters or whale was kind of it anything right. more than that was just never going to happen so i knew i wasn't ever going to get a terror drone and when i saw the flag i was like well that would never happen so i didn't ever have one of those gigantic boxes under the three things but the one i remember joe wise the one i was dying for was the hydrofoil i just thought that looked like you know like like death on the water so cool and mom got it mom got it for me and i thought it was the hydrofoil and i went to the store with a uh, a craftsman uh measuring tape and i measured the box in the store and then came home and measured the hydrofoil and then just like a smarmy little nine-year-old should or 11 i guess i'm like thanks for the hydrofoil mom the day before christmas right on my birthday i'm like thanks for the hydrofoil and she was so bent. 
Because I was so smug, so smug about it. I'm I'm lucky she didn't swap it out the night before, right? For socks or underoos or something. But I was hyped for that hydrofoil, and I waited. You know, you wait all year to get it because you know you're. That's the only time it's going to happen is Christmas, right? So I mean, that was a good Christmas for me. Yeah, for for me, the 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 year that my eyes fell out of my head was the first one we spent in Indiana. Okay, that was just the. You know, my, we, we moved because my dad got a big promotion. Uh, and that was that was like the one Christmas where just everything on the list showed up. Gotcha. Well, how, old, I, how old were you when you moved to Indiana? 11, 12. Okay. Something like, yeah. Uh, 12, 12. Okay. So, I mean, it was even at a point where we were just, just starting to get to the end of it. But it didn't matter because that's it was still what we were into. Right. And... Um, yeah, it was it was just awesome. It was it was neat to have that because us too. We didn't have you know we were not a, a a really well to do family, but that was that was the one where it all kind of fell into place. Right. So for so as far as as being a kid goes, that that's the one. What uh, you? I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I don't you know I don't have kids of my own, but I I was reading somewhere and I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it spoke to me when I read it that. As we get older, uh, us guys, we we just want everybody else to have a good Christmas, and that's yeah. our Christmas. Yeah. So, I, I certainly, I, I mean, again, I don't even have a family of my own for that to play out with, but that's still all I want. Right. Yeah. Anymore. And like, me, I, over the course of the year, if I see something, I I, I buy it. I, yeah. I don't, you know, I or more often it's it's I need something. I I need a dress shirt. I need socks. I need clothes. I need some electronic knickknack to make something work I, I i don't bother waiting until christmas for it yes yeah but, i've uh, been told that too you're hard to buy for you tend to not that i buy everything i could possibly want but no no really, it's just, if i really want something i either go get it or i save for it and get it as soon as i can right so, right um, I, I mean i'm not hung up on big stuff so yeah yeah like i i, I have a i had a tv that wasn't the greatest but it was plenty good so i just mm -hmm. like i don't need the biggest tv what am i going to do with that yeah, yeah. i can still only watch one show at a time <laughs> well unless it's picture in picture yeah that that's a that, that's a waste uh what year was the um the phantom the stealth stealth fighter for joe it was 80 88 or 89 88 so i think it was 80 i think it was 88 i know that was the last time i asked for a joe vehicle for christmas and i was already just starting to age out of it but it was so cool and i was always a, a, a jet and pilot guy for there was some real world buzz on that phantom striker though yeah yeah and i but i i remember when i when i made my list i remember thinking this is probably the last christmas i'm asking for a joe vehicle because at that point it's been so dominant for six seven years you assume they'll make them forever, right? right. And I thought, I'm gonna. This is the last one, and so even even then, when I opened it, and I was really happy to get it, I still knew, yeah, this is probably it. And like I'm probably not in next year, and I wasn't uh, until '98 or so when eBay popped up, and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. I had some disposable income, and there were Joes I'd never seen before, and and YoJo.com became my favorite website on geosities or 
uh, through my Netscape Navigator dial-up. <laughs> Are you <laughs> calling it Geocities on purpose? No. Okay. All right. I, I, I was going to say, that, I hope you're being ironic there. Yeah. No, I'm just okay. uh, I'm just thinking of that old stuff, the Alta Vista stuff that doesn't exist anymore. No, right? <laughs> with the sprite graphics and... Uh. <laughs> The internet was such a tawdry place in the 90s. I, I actually was on the old use.net boards. I used to get printed lists from guys in the mail about what they had for sale and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. And there was no, you just had to trust them, right? Or get there, was a, there was a guy, he uh, he he was had a list and he said, look, I I have a, a box full of old Hiss drivers and... Uh, and Viper pilots, or or he just identified them as Cobra Troopers with silver symbols. He didn't really know what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm selling them for $5 a piece. So anyways, I flipped the couch so hard it broke. <laughs> and uh, still have those two Viper pilots in little little it. boxes tucked away. That's one of my big needs. And, you know, not, that, not to toot my own horn, but I don't have to have everything. I don't have everything. But I have my original Viper pilot, and there's only a speck of silver left yeah. to prove that he wasn't just a Cobra Trooper. So at some point, I wouldn't replace him. Like, I'm never going to get rid of my original Joes. But I need a good Viper pilot, and that uh, is, what is that now, 350 Oh, yeah, I haven't looked. <sighs> yeah, I know it's going to hurt. What, I, I know when I got them for $5 a piece. Yeah. That a year later, I looked into it again, and it was like the lowest price I was finding then. And this is twenty years ago. Yeah, was eighty dollars. Right, right, right. Because they didn't; they were already aging poorly. Yeah, right. If you played with your Viper pilot, you probably half ruined that symbol. And I totally ruined that. <laughs> well, that's so. the good thing. Those, those red symbols are real tough to come off there. So if you have yeah. one that doesn't have a symbol, at least at least you know yeah. it was a Viper pilot. I guess that's true. Vagon wants to know it. So, at what point are we getting a big ripcord? I'm going to guess you mean a classified ripcord. Um, I would think that he's probably pretty high on the selection list as far as what's left. Mm-hmm. There, there aren't a whole lot of Joes that had a a, a, a a big role in the comics like Ripcord did for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, was featured a number of times on the cartoon. We never got a Ripcord episode. But he was around a lot, like he did a lot of stuff on those cartoons, so yeah. we remember him there. And then had the big, the big spot in, in Rise of Cobra for better or for worse. But it, you know, it put him in the mainstream for that movie. So I would think that Ripcord's spotlight is bigger than most of the guys who are still on the table. I think that's where they're missing the boat a little bit. And yeah, if if the accessories make it harder to do. Maybe there's only one guy per wave or every other wave, but man, those specialty, like specialty gear guys, like Blowtorch or Alpine or Snowjob, or if that name's Problematic Blizzard or Torpedo or Ripcord, like, yeah, the guys who come with different kinds of gear or for different kinds of environments. I think that's a there's an un, there's lots of untapped potential because there's so many characters to choose. Come on, man, we we got Arctic Storm Shadow. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know, but he didn't come. Did he come with snowshoes? Maybe. <laughs> Famed Arctic Warrior Storm Shadow. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the guy who always wore white, and then they sent him to the Arctic, and he mixed in a whole bunch of black. Right. 
Why not, right? Whatever breaks up the line of sight. Man. Yeah, exactly. What is that guy who's got white boots and a white top, but black in the middle, running out there? Hard to hit. Um, but yeah, I would, love, I would love to see guys like that. I think, I think the line needs it on some level. So yeah, we'll hope. I wonder if they're staying away from Ripcord a little bit because of the, not that there's controversy. I guess there was at the time, but there are some people who know Ripcord as a weigh-ins, right, and not a redhead. So most Joes don't have that problem, but no. Ripcord does. On some, I mean, I don't know how big a problem it is. Yeah, I, but there I don't, aren't a lot of Joes who have that problem. No, and and I don't see how that affects Ripcord's character one way or the other. Like, I, it just doesn't matter. And, and I hate, you know, I know I'm going to offend somebody with that, but it, like, what it, what does it matter? Well, and who knows if they even still have uh, rights to weigh-ins? Was it Marlin? Yeah, it was Marlin. But again, they're, you're not necessarily, looks, if you're right. making a classified version of Ripcord, you're not, even if you make him an African-American, you're not necessarily yeah. going to make him look like Marlon Wayans. Yeah, that's true. You know, they, true. They, they they did have him in, in Renegades, and he didn't look anything like Marlon Wayans. Yeah. So. I didn't actually, as a kid, I didn't like the Ripcord figure very much. without Because without the gear, he's super, like, glossy and not, you know, doesn't have much detail on the skull. Like he looked like he was wearing a onesie to me without the gear. With the with the gear, he works. The gear is great, yeah. Yeah, he's great with the gear, but without the gear, he stands out like, ugh, like someone he, didn't he, quite get invited to the party. Yeah, he's a little bland. Yeah, even though I like the red hair. But, <laughs> but uh, staying on the Christmas theme, do you have any Christmas traditions in relation to the Joes you were getting? I always called my best friend so we could compare what we got before building my Joes. No, because the guy I played GI Joe with the most was in the same house, so we we <laughs> didn't get to plan like that. Like it just we we knew it was pfft, there. It was it, it you that that news lasted all of ten minutes, whether you wanted it to or not. So did you guys plan what you were going to ask for though? Not really. Okay. Like we had our favorites, but. Um, you know, we, we kind of had that tacit understanding that the really big stuff, um, we were probably going to get in on together, right? Because that's one gift that they could buy for the two of us and check the boxes and, you know, again, make, make it work. We were fortunate in that we were that close in age, but, um, but, uh, no, like the, the, we had our own carded figures and things like that. Like, cause, cause again, we, Rob had a paper route. I helped with that sometimes. So we, we had spending money in, in good amounts for kids. Mm -hmm. Paper route is that, good money. Good yeah, money. I mean, paper out money doesn't sound like much, but it's, if it, it, when, when a Joe is two and a half bucks, yeah, it's, it's whatever you're getting one every month. That well, and just, it's the only real steady paying job that a young kid can have. Yeah. Right. So yeah, paper outs were, yeah. were big. So, and, um, you know, so it, it was, uh, we, 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 we were, uh, we doubled up a lot on loose figures, but, uh, vehicles sometimes, um, uh, did not get doubled smaller vehicles. Like I remember we both had a vamp, um, both had some of the smaller stuff, but like, I, I was the one that had a hydrofoil. I was the one that got a Rattler, uh, 
I got an APC. Rob got the most of the air stuff, the, the Sky Striker, the Dragonfly, Mobat, things like that. So the air Mobat. Yeah, you know. With a with a folding foldable wings. You know, you know, it uh, it used to it, it literally was the Mobat. <laughs> <laughs> used to just set up a bunch of books and then just just run it right up and okay. jump it. No, anyways. <laughs> didn't do that, any of that. Wasn't that in the commercial? I sure. For the drivable Mobat. It had it tipping over encyclopedias or something. Yeah, oh yeah. It had it had it was just mauling the living room and that, that's that commercial. Uh when I was when I was collecting Joe, uh, a kid friend of mine down the block, Eric McLassen, was collecting Joe too. Uh and when the second series came out, we we looked because oh second best, I can't remember if looking at the back of the card back was more exciting than the first fold-out catalog of the year. There's nothing like that. I mean, no. yeah, when they when they announce something new now, it's still a touch on that same feeling. But to, but to that, back then, you would just find it in the wild, right? Like, you'd been looking for weeks. And then all of a sudden, I remember one year, bam, Footloose was on the pick, right? The first new Joe in five months, right? Right. And I couldn't, I mean, I was never a big Footloose fan because of the diaper, but grabbed them, flipped them over, couldn't, was so happy to see them because now I got to see all the guys on the back. Right. And same thing with the catalog. And when Eric and I both opened up year two's catalog, we went, I can't get all that. You know, even if I ask for it all, everything for my birthday and all for Christmas, I won't get everything. And that's when he and I pooled our collection. And so we would decide who was going to ask for what for the big stuff for birthdays and Christmases. And then when we would get a new one, we'd let the other guy know. And we collected Transformers the same way. And then we would just trade the collections back and forth every couple of weeks. And the parents, the parents were just waiting for Armageddon to happen, right? This was never work. But it did because we were both care. We played with them, but we were careful with them. So it wasn't like, hey, I broke your gung-ho. Oh, I broke your fang copter. That didn't happen with us very much. And eventually, I think it was in the fourth year of Joe, uh, Eric had the paper route. And he was, his family went to California for a month. So I did the paper route for a month. And I was a fifth grader and he was a sixth grader. So we were in different schools at that point. And he came back and he owed me like 48 bucks, right? Like that's a lot of money for back then. Right. And he was already... Uh, he was a year older than me, started to get more interested in girls and archery and other stuff. And he said, hey, man, I got an idea. Instead of the 48 bucks, how about you just keep the toys? And I was like, you kidding me? Half of everything ever made through the first four years of Joe for 48 bucks? Even 48 bucks at, you know, 1986 money. I jumped all over that. Sure. And so that was how the Christmas thing worked for us. Eric and I would plan out what we were each going to ask for. And we managed to get one of almost everything up through the flag, uh, which broke us. And the one weird hole, neither of us ever got the mauler. I got my first mauler last year. Oh, wow. So, and for something that was a staple of lots of people's collections, it just, I don't know how that one fell through the hole. Because it wasn't that I didn't like it. Mauler's great. But, and if I had got it, I'd still have that microphone. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think I ever I, had that microphone. 
I, I we didn't lose much. Like I have everything original that yeah. most people lost. I got Firefly's phone, right? I got all. I got all that. Look, stuff. I'm there with you, but that microphone is pre-lost, as as Gary Godso used to say. Yeah, pre-lost. I like to think that I would have held on to a microphone. Like I've still got Lift Ticket's microphone. Yeah, me too. But but heavy metals ran for the hills early. I shut down an online auction the other day when they were showing stuff off and they put up a Nitro Viper and they were proud of his gun because it had the gun with him. And I said, where's the file card? And the guy said, hang on, let me look. Like, it was a joke. You can look a long time for that Nitro Viper file card. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not going to go well. No, Joe Self has a question for me. Would I pick up a reaction beachhead? Probably. Yeah. You have I mean, the pop, he, He'd stay on the card. I do have the pop. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd, he'd, yeah, he'd just stay on the card. I don't think I have that guy other than Interrogator, who no one ever makes. <laughs> Would you pick up Reaction Interrogator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Steeler. I always liked Steeler. Look, at least Reaction Steeler would probably be something different. Yeah. They'd probably go with Sunbow Steeler, and he at oh, least yeah, with looks. The blonde hair? That would get me. Yeah, he looks different. I'd There's at least that. a reason. Dude, right? I, I could get a version one Steeler, maybe straight arm, you know, cheap with the gold rubbed off. And then I could take that Steeler and I could cut the head off. I could file it down with an X Acto knife like I did with my Ninja Force Star. It's not going to work well. It looks so good. It's not going to work well. No. It'd be delicious. That will not. That will not look good. Yeah, that twenty bucks a pop. It's not exactly a, a cheap uh, project. If you know, no. it's probably doomed. Uh, Forty-six zone asks: Is there any chance Hasbro will make more of the one-eighteenth scale concept vault figures like Televiper, Stinger Driver, Cobra Officer, etc.? I got an opinion on this. Go ahead, Mark. No. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Most even even if it's beloved and never made, most designers don't want to follow somebody else's unreleased uh, concept. So, no, I don't think ever. Yeah, I just enjoy the photos because I think that's all we're ever going to get. Still, was kind of a weird unless they really thought they were going to make all of those. That was a really weird decision. It kind of was. I I think that. I think maybe they were planning on it. Like, you know, if you, I don't think you're expecting to get them all done, but I think that was the, that was the direction for things. And then something changed. Yeah. I guess maybe it was kind of crowdsourcing on some level, right? Let's see which ones of these really resonate. Yeah. But, um, do they have geosities in Norwegia? (laughs) Diana wins. Uh, since we got Barrio Cantu asked, since we got barbecue, do you think Blowtorch is a possibility? Sure he is. Sure. I mean, they're all possibilities. I would push Blowtorch just for the color break on Peg, right? Assuming you're doing yeah. The, yeah. The, the super yellow. And and even the original Blowtorch, you know, there, there were some improvements to be made. Like the fact that the mask was a thousand percent yellow, even where the visor should have been. Like... <laughs> I think you could make a blowtorch that didn't that wouldn't look hysterical in the pack, right? That would actually look imposing. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, 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 they're all possibilities. Blowtorch back in the day 
was a huge seller. Kirk mm-hmm. Bazigian said that many times. Uh, just the fact that he was he was bright yellow and red and stood out on the pegs seemed yeah. to make him candy. He was the so. first garish figure, wasn't he? At least on peg. Yeah, I mean, gung ho, kinda. But yeah, the blue, I mean, blowtorch, t- blowtorch took it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. And look what they did. Airtight was the very next year, right? Yeah. So they obviously weren't afraid of it. And so was barbecue for that yeah. matter. And it's orange. But uh, Firefly asked, "What do you think the first couple of waves will be for O-ring in 2022?" Oh wow! I mean, good question. Are we sure we're getting waves of O-ring in twenty twenty two? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if what we think is necessarily a good question, so much as what we'd want to see is a good question. I just, I, I uh, think, but... I think the Sky Striker campaign was sort of the litmus test for is there collector appetite here. I don't think they because they would have had to have planned it. Well before, right? Uh, the Sky Striker thing even got announced. So no, I boo late twenty two fourth quarter maybe. Yeah, I, I think we'll see a smattering of O ring offerings in twenty twenty two. I bet you'll see a small line, four or five figures, Walmart exclusive, fourth quarter. That's my guess. That's not no inside knowledge on that. That's yeah, absolutely none. One hundred percent speculation. Yeah. But when, you know, we co- know, when we know for sure what's coming ahead of time, we'll let you know. Right. We're good for that, ain't that right, Mike? <laughs> we we share readily. Yeah. yeah. Just we not share our, readily. Just not our sources, plural. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, just I, I don't think that the first the first figures we're going to see out of that line are going to deviate a whole lot from what we already know is going to happen. Uh, like a Cobra Trooper is going to be early. Cobra Commander is going to be early. Scarlet's going to be early. Um, so I, I think they're going to play some of the greatest hits right out of the gate on that one too. If I as, if I as was, annoying as an answer as that may be, I have a feeling that's how that's going to go. If I was there, and I, I sure I'd get voted down, I would fight like hell for a brand new character. Right? Like I'll give you four hits, but I got to have one brand new guy. So or, can, or at least somebody that that didn't come out in that form before, right? No, I want I want like the like what we tried to do with Tombstone, right? Okay. I want somebody brand new just to look at the numbers, right? Give me four absolute all stars and one brand new guy or gal, and then even pack them and let's see, let's see who doesn't sell or sells less. Right, I bet they're. I bet the design team would love to get that new character. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm sure design. I'm sure you'd get some inspired over. work. Yep. Yeah, and the ones just like they did back in the day, right? The ones that didn't quite make it. Yeah, well, there's some of your candidates for the next year, right? But both Joe and Joe, and I love. You know, I like what the Joe team's doing. I love what Transformers has done over the last couple of years. But oh, new, new, new. The lines were built on 80% new characters every year. Like, it shouldn't be a shock when we get somebody brand new. So, do it. Right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, Ryan Sweeney asked, do you think we will see Don Moreno in the classified line? Yeah, eventually. 
Uh, also, do you think Shipwreck will be in the next classified figure with a pet? Thank you and happy holidays. Uh, no. Definitely Shipwreck. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm trying to be civil here, Mark. Mm. We, we can't all we can't all spell perfectly all the time, Mister <laughs> Spelling Bee Champion, Mark Weber. Maybe we should go to Shipwreck School for people who can't read and write well. <laughs> you are you are cranky today, man. Cranky. Yeah, it's a holiday season. <laughs> cranky. One week till but, my birthday gets forgotten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least count. you've got. At least you. At least you're looking forward to it. Should have a countdown. Uh, I, I think we'll see Don Moreno sooner rather than later. Uh, just my my own guess is that she'll be second half of next year, somewhere after the guys we know are coming. Here's the really interesting thing. If you think about it, though, if the comic license is changing and if for whatever reason Larry's book isn't continuing, do they need to make yeah. Don Moreno? Yeah. I, 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 like, I like what they've done with the character. And I think, yeah, she's been, I mean, she's underrepresented because the line was AWOL when she actually hit. If the line was rolling you'd have seen a figure come out a month after the comic. Sure. Uh, so it isn't, it's no, it's no uh, slide or a slight to Don Moreno. And I think she looked great as a classified figure. Um, and I think Shipwreck is, I don't want to say overdue because they've only had so many slots. Sure. But yeah. He's got to be near the top. Sh Shipwreck is, is in that group with Ripcord for me, you know, we're yeah. just, we're running out of people who are more, who are, who are, more recognizable, yeah. In, in Shipwreck, Shipwreck's bigger than Ripcord. Yeah, probably because he got so overplayed in the cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it, it that's the only place where he got that kind of exposure in the comics, but, too. But yeah, not really. But quite a bit though over the years. Maybe not in Larry's original run. But and he, I mean, regardless. But that if you're overexposed in Sunbow, that counts for a lot because that yeah, yeah. Sunbow is for for whatever warts you think Sunbow might have. Yeah. Sunbow is the thing people remember about G.I. Joe. Like yeah. the casual fans, the people, Joe, every guy on the street remembers yeah. the Sunbow cartoon. Sunbow so, is more, more mainstream than the toy line even was. Right. And certainly more than Larry's comic ever was. Right. Even though I know Larry's comic was killing it back in the day on the Marvel sales chart. So no, no disrespect to the Godfather. But so yeah, I, Sunbow I, is the biggest thing the, the brand has ever done. So, yeah, Mark, Mark, you bring up a good point on Don Moreno. So I'll, I'll hedge my answer a little bit on that. Maybe not. I'm maybe not as enthusiastic on it as I would have been six months ago. Yeah. Uh, and do I think Shipwreck is the next classified figure with pet for to fill everybody else in? There is a listing uh, for another classified figure with an animal that that does not have a name attached to it as of yet. It was it was not part of what our sources gave us mm -hmm. a few months ago. It's just kind of popped up out of nowhere. I don't think that's shipwreck. I don't think, I don't think Polly counts that much. Like Polly's not a big enough deal. Like it, it's not... the least interesting pet, right? Right, of the ones out there. Yeah, like but like, it, but, but pets kind of they didn't always come with great toys, right? No, like articulation on them was was well, not a thing. I'm just saying the characters they came with weren't always big stars or beloved like i think shipwreck's a big star with a kind of dull pet i think mutton junkyard is a big win 
Right. If that's what it is. But beyond that, you're looking at what? Spearhead and Max or Voltar and Law and Order. Oh, Law and Order would be big too with the dog thing, sure. Um, again, I, I don't know anything about that, so I don't want to throw any conjecture out there. There's 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 a lot of a lot of folks out there that pay attention to what we say about stuff like that now. So I don't want to recklessly guess on a listing that is just open out there. But if you're interested um, in reckless guessing, there are channels like that. Yes, yes. Lots plenty, of them. Plenty of them. Lot, usually with more subscribers than we have, and that's no. your fault. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, they, they usually are. Yes. More more numbers, but not actual subscribers. More. I'm just saying. More bots. Click the button. More bots. Click the button. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. All of you. Look, I'll say. Yeah. There's there are plenty of channels with more subscriber numbers. But but for ours, we know they're real people. So. Yeah, we haven't paid for any numbers. Uh, Rob, Rob, and Doug Dello are having a Lincoln Logs remembrance tour in the. In the... Oh. Lincoln Logs were awesome for for Joe stuff. Lincoln Logs were the bomb. Yeah, you see that crossover. Sure. Lot easy. Oh, to, I easy. forgot about Nogahide. Master oh, yeah. would have been look, a good point. Look. Oh wait, didn't the Eel Two have a steel barracuda? <laughs> that sounds like a terrible band, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steel Barracuda. It's like a heart cover band, isn't it? No, no, no. It's like they're opening. They open for Skid Row, who opens for Allison James or something, right? Like Steel Barracuda, a loving tribute to Heart. Yanking the curtain, Steel Barracuda, or more like playing the Holiday Inn Ballroom this weekend. Steel Barracuda with their big hits. Yeah, Adam Riches is here and wants to share that he lost one of Metalhead's missiles in the hole that seatbelt retracts into before he even made it home from Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's 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 fantastic and terrible. Like I feel for young Adam Riches right now, but wow, it's <laughs> the Kmart reference is what stamps that as authentic, right? Yeah. Solid. <laughs> I remember uh, Big Brother Mike, right, who eventually became a cop because he was a rule follower. Mike never got in trouble. Like, he was a rule follower, so I became a cop. And one time... In I know what that's like. Oh, see? And so when he did something completely wrong, it, it stunned both of my parents. Like, they didn't know how to punish Mike because Mike never got in trouble. And I wasn't a bad kid. I was a normal kid, which means I got in trouble now and then. But I got in trouble a lot more than Mike did. And so when Mike did something patently wrong, he wouldn't get in trouble. And the, and the Joe tie here is this. I'm sitting in the back seat, I think in the middle so I can see. Mom's driving, Mike's in the passenger seat. It's 84, maybe 83. He's in the front and he holds up my Destro figure, right? Mike is done collecting. He only collected the first year and then he got out. And I got his jokes. It's a win for me. He holds up Destro, and I'm like, whatever, you, you have my Destro. And then he holds up the cigarette lighter, which he had pushed in, to show me that it's red on the bottom. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, number one, I know not to play with the cigarette lighter, right? But mom's driving, looking at traffic, and he moves the lighter closer and closer to Destro's face, right? And then I smell the smoke. Right, I can see, not smell, I probably saw it first, right? There's contact being made. 
And so I go, Mom! And she's like, don't yell in the car, Mark. Scare me. Have an accident. I'm like, he burned my G.I. Joe, my Destro figure. And Mike said, no, I didn't. I said, look at it. And sure enough, the nose is shorter. And and I think it's skin colored under there. I'm sure. I, it's I not, it ain't silver all the way through. No. So I had that, literally the smoking gun right there. Like, look at his nose. It's flattened and miscolored. And mom waited for a stop sign and looked over at the evidence and said, why'd you do that, Mike? And he said, oh, I thought it was all metal. Like, he didn't think it would burn. He thought it would heat up. Right. Which is <laughs> bullshit. Right. <laughs> but he got away with it. <laughs> Everybody hit up the swear jar. He got away. Yeah, it's not. The show's breaking the seal. Pretty rare. But when your older brother intentionally burns Destro's face and doesn't get punished for it, I'm surprised I didn't swear right then. Right. That would have been a surprise. I, you know, Destro was kind of a magnet for stories like that. When uh, we had a, a a German Shepherd mix uh, growing up for a while, and the, she would always grab Destro and run off with it. Because of the shine? It was probably, but that was it. Was the only the only Joe that the dog would grab and run off with every time. If you leave, you're not watching Destro closely. Dog's gonna get Destro. And you would give chase if you caught her in the act. Hey, she, like she wouldn't chew it up. Mm-hmm. I still have that Destro. It's in perfect, perfectly fine shape. But yeah, I just hey, come back with my Scottish arms dealer. Uh, they got is, is correct. Remember, hit that like button, and there's a share one too. That's right. That's, That's right. Everybody, follow Vagon. That guy, that guy's banging the drum relentlessly. You ever yeah. get? You ever see him on Twitter? He's our champion. We need more of him. We need clone him. Right. Road Pig John. Question for Mark: Who designed the figures in 2005? Many folks like a lot. Bomb Strike. I think the line was still part Valor and Venom. I think I think Road Pig John likes Bomb Strike. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any input on, on who was doing the work back then? It's funny because I don't know the lineage of the designers and the marketers very well because it changed a lot. Like, Joe was not, even when it was, when you look back at some of those years when they put out like eight comic book packs, like I would look back at those years when I was working on Joe and my item count for the year was five. And I'm like, does that include San Diego? And they're like, oh, uh, yeah. Come on, man. I get five new things for the whole year. And remember, one guy with a headband painted differently means new item. So when I look back at the years when they were making eight comic packs, like just ridiculous. So, But I do know um, the lineage of the blackout. Uh, uh, who's his brother? Barrel roll. Barrel roll. And uh, bomb strike is that their brother, brother, sister, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but their last name is Stahl. That's Dwight Stahl, who after working on Joe moved to Marvel and stayed and is still working on Marvel. Yeah. So he's the design godfather of the Marvel Legends line and a great guy. Uh, a guy I was, I was super friendly with when I was there. And anytime something brushed on one of those characters, I would make sure I told him and brought him the figure, right? If Bomb Strike had a new thing, I'd run it down. And then uh, I remember in, in Larry's book, 
uh, out of nowhere, Bomb Strike just appeared in like a three issue arc. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I forget if it's the first issue, maybe it's the second one, but in the second one, the last pages, she gets shot in the friggin' head, right? <laughs> That's the cliffhanger, he's shot in the head. And she survives because she's a Joe. You know? That's how that goes, yeah. But like as realistic as uh, Christian Slater walking off the eyeball gunshot in True Romance. But I digress, as the lovely Elizabeth heads upstairs. There you go. Uh, oh, look, we even got it. We got a shadow. It's nice. Um, I remember I had brought. I think it was in the second issue. So I had brought him the first issue. I'm going, hey, cool. Bomb strikes in Larry's book. Now look at this. It's like here, here's your tag. Here comes Smash. Axe goes out. Here comes Smash. Hot um, tag. Right. And it's Fist to Fury in the living room. The dog never saw it coming. Um, anyway, I brought him the first issue and said, "Hey, Bomb Strike was in Larry's book. I didn't know that was going to happen." And we got extra copies. And he was like, "Hey, cool. Thanks for thinking of me, Mark." And then I got the second issue, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> because I think. Blackout is named after Dwight's brother. Dwight is Barrel, the name at least. I think the likeness too. But Blackout's his brother. I don't think they have a sister. Like Bombstrike is named after one of Dwight's daughters. So when I get the second issue and it ends with the Joe named after, if not sculpted at, well, sculpted, his daughter was super young then, but probably blonde. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. And then I pass him in the hall like a couple weeks later, still wrestling with it. He was like, hey, man, did that new bomb strike issue come out yet? Your daughter gets shot in the head, Dwight. <laughs> it's not my fault. And that's another thing. While I, while I got to edit or soft edit the Joe books before they went final, never on Larry's book. No. They, nobody, they said, nah, we're good. And I'm like, okay, and I wouldn't have been, haha, I'm going to edit Larry Hama, right? But there was an issue where uh, it was backstory of Stalker, and he was back home in Brooklyn. And right. When I, when I flipped to that, I'm like, oh, I would have caught that. I would have caught that. And then in just in a recent issue, when they were doing a, uh, a throwback to a Vietnam story, there was a guy in the original Lerp crew. Uh, who got killed, whose name was Brooklyn. And because Larry based a lot of his characters off guys, original characters off guys he served with or knew, I think he knew, I'm just pure conjecture, but I think he knew a ranger that he based Stalker on who was from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And he just, they, he changed it or someone changed it to make it Detroit. That was the one time I looked at a book and went, oh, I would have caught that. Yeah. I would have caught that, and the, and I assume he would have been grateful. But yeah, I never touched Larry's book. So uh, long story long, uh, Dwight Stahl worked on uh, on Joe um, Michelino. Just go by Mick. His last name's Michelino. Uh, who was Agent Faces in name and uh, sculpt uh, was a designer on Joe for a while. He did some of the real blocky. Uh, like four by four vehicles that came out for a while that were like yeah. little bricks kind of um and he still at hasbro and a, a design manager or director or something like that but beyond that uh it was not a sought after job it just moved around a ton in those years so basically uh 
if you ever find if you ever if you ever see Dwight Stahl, maybe ask him. I guess. Yeah, ask him uh, who came after and and he didn't dislike Joe. I, I don't think he he wanted to get off of it. But when Hasbro landed Marvel, that was a good gig. That's a, that's still that's is a good, a good gig. Sure. But when they yeah. first landed it, like yeah, that's where you wanted to be. And obviously, it's worked out real well for him. But, uh, Hooded Cobra Commander seven eight eight says first wave of O ring figures will be five color variations of Doctor Mindbender uh, version two. So there you go. Uh, complaints can be directed to Brian at hcc seven eight eight dot com. You heard it here first. Doesn't mean it was accurate, but <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, next animal pack will be shipwreck and giant Polly from Cobra Claws are coming to town. There you go. I think Travis Moody was pushing that online this week. Shout out Travis Moody. Sure. I think that would be a, a terrible idea, but yeah, hey, you know what? I, I don't know any more than he does. So no, no, maybe. no, he was, he was kidding, but it was funny. He had, he had <laughs> okay. like... Oh, good then. I feel a little better then. All right. He had screenshots of it. It was very tongue-in-cheek. Okay, good enough. Enough. I th I think we're coming to the end of but questions. He's a big AEW fan, so he likes things that don't look real. <laughs> Man, so bitter, so Jesus. bitter tonight. I got a soapbox. I'm telling you, I got seventeen percent more airtime this week. So, uh, now so now we have cr classified Crockmaster coming. Can his Earth borer be far behind? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> but I'd go for a buzz bore. I'm in on a buzz bore. Right. <laughs> or a pogo. It's funny because I bypassed both of those as a kid. Nope. Don't need them. So uh but why don't we go ahead, why don't we ahead go ahead and roll into shout outs? Oh. Get some shouting out going. Makes sense. Do I get to go first? You get to go first. I, I gotta pitch it to somebody. So I'm I'm shouting out because we're uh we got a good vacation coming up. I'm going home to Bend, Oregon. To the homeland, going to see my mom, going to see some old friends, uh, and we're we're cutting it right in half. Like we fly out Sunday, uh, and we'll be in Bend until Christmas Day, and then Christmas Day we leave around noonish, and head to Phoenix, where Michelle's family is. So we'll get to see uh, her whole family, her brother and sister. Uh, my kids will get to see their cousins, which is great. Uh, I got I got a lot of friends in Phoenix, but. Two of my best high school friends moved to Phoenix. And so two of my very oldest friends I get to see in the town that I kind of blazed a trail to, at least from our group at, at uh, Bed Senior High, Lava Bears. So Lava I was, Bears! Lava Bears! I'll get to see uh, Seth and Chris, two of my oldest friends. So let's give a shout out to Seth and Chris. Let's Are they watching? A... No, but... Why not? Uh, I don't they were never big G.I. Joe guys, funny enough. Moving on. Which left more on the peg for me. Because, you know, the other guys who tried to be big Joe collectors in Bend, Oregon, ended up not liking me, right? Notice I didn't shout out Tim Roberts. Like, no, he'll, he'll find you, though, well, someday. I'm not a hard man to find. I'm a 6'2 albino redhead. So come at me, bro. I ain't hard to find. Um, <laughs> uh, so to both of them, to my mom, who I'm going to see, which is going to be great, Norwick, I'm going to see in Phoenix. So, going to see a lot of old friends over the next two weeks, and that wrapped up with Christmas, with uh, old oh, my birthday, uh, and uh, 
give a shout out to the big Mike Weber, my big brother, my only sibling, day before mine, birthday coming up. So kudos to you. And since you're not watching, I hope you enjoy that butterfly spoon. What is this? They're back. Happened so fast, you can't even talk about it. No. <laughs> it did uh, while, while we got you here, Webb, you get anything in this week? Uh, oh, for doing doing what we got in. Yeah, uh, I kind of I kind of went out of order there, but oh, that's fine. Okay, so uh, I got my Action Force stuff this week that I ordered from from Wave One, and I didn't I didn't go wild into it, but uh, this is a, a just a bunch of backpacks, which I think is awesome and a really good idea from Bobby Valla, uh, a good friend, and I'm I'm super proud of him striking out on his own and doing his own thing. So good, good for Bobby. Uh, and I got Bone Collector, who I liked a lot. And if you if you if you haven't noticed the Arizona State hat, right? Bone Collector's a bad guy, uh, and I, so I made him from Tucson. That was my <laughs> suggestion. So he's from. That's not where Arizona State is. No, Tucson's where U of A is, our arch rivals, and all their graduates are the few people who managed to graduate from that tech school. Uh, come up to Phoenix to find work and then tell us how much Phoenix sucks and how Tucson's the best. So, eh, Tucson's made of Adobe, which is interesting because it's a building block and not a software. And then uh, from Hasbro Pulse, lots of people have this already, but I got my... my Get your Zartan. Got my Zartan. And I haven't even busted the seal yet, so it's still minty fresh. But Just um, go ahead and slide it in the freezer. That's it. Oh, and uh, another thing, while I'm while I'm giving pub to Bobby Valla, if you were one of the first 400 some backers, you got a gold steel brigade head, which is cool. And he gives these are pretty good instructions on warming up a figure with a hair dryer or with warm water. So he's being real careful to make sure people are at least informed about how to be safe with their figures, which will hopefully help. Uh, and then, um, all noisy here, but he has like a thanks for joining Action Force. And that's not a stamp, that's a signature. So, you know, he's doing it up. And I saw a guy uh, not really complaining, but showing a warning that he tried when he put one of the M16-ish guns in a guy's hand and tried to move the stock to the inside, like we talked about with Beachhead a little bit uh, in an upcoming episode. Uh, uh, foreshadowing. Oh, here she goes again. Um, the, the stock broke. And so he was warning people, hey, uh, Bobby told us that he was going with a, a little more rigid plastic because he didn't want bendy weapons. But that also means be careful, they can snap. And he wasn't being mean. He wasn't being a jerk. He was just putting it out there. Sure. And down in the thread, not an hour later, Bobby already said, contact me, I'll get you a new gun. So, cool. Uh, you know, I think he's doing a lot of things really, really well. So, uh, that was my big win this week was uh, Bone Collector and some Action Force backpacks. I, I got nothing from Action Force yet. I think it's. I think I'm due tomorrow. Mm. What do you do? You have a bunch coming, or a few, or a couple? I honestly, I don't remember. I, it's three or four of them. I, I kind of picked and choose. Like I got in early, and then I added. I think I added a Sarge through CrowdOx and, mm -hmm. and, and so, and I think another figure later on through CrowdOx. So I, I started small and just added 
added as I, we went. I have a Sarge coming, uh, but I got him through Big Dad. So okay. it might be might be a little while. Um but yeah, I've I like pretty much there's there isn't a single figure he put he put out that I looked at and went, nah, I don't need that. But they were all kind of equal cool to me, other than Bone Collector. I thought Bone right. Collector was was head and shoulders, at least from that wave one. So that's why he's my first action force. Agreed. I'm pretty sure he's in the mix that I got to. Pride of Tucson. Uh, <laughs> Might be Miles Simon's son. Because he's got a lot of kids down there. Taking the, glove, taking the gloves off today. In his defense, if you were the king of Tucson like Miles Simon was for a couple of years, very much to do with Tucson. So. Well, fair enough. Fair All enough. Right. Fair enough. But uh, what I got in is actually directly related to shout-outs, so I'll just roll right in shout-outs. Um, I got them written down. Of course, uh, we want to give a shout-out to our fine sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, we'll give the the, uh, the theme song, Kokomo Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo Kokomo. Kokomo Toys. I know last week we uh, promised you details on a giveaway. I did not have time to get that together, so that is going to be a separate short video uh, in the coming week, uh, which will give the details on what to do for that contest, for that giveaway. Uh, so fear not. We didn't forget, but also wanted to do it right. Uh, so we'll we'll just push that uh, a couple of days down the road. Uh, give a shout out to Rack Time Rob. Holy no, the... Roma, Pretty Paul. <laughs> Man, all that, all that for Cyclops, man. Yeah. I have to say, you're you're overreacting on that one. No, but uh, he is the the unsung hero and, and fourth man of, of the what's on Joe my team. I uh, want to give a shout out to Paige Wagner, who did send the one thing that I got this week, and it was of course the three elements to power my mass device. <laughs> is um, the water heavy? Looks heavy. It, is it is extremely heavy. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, conquered the eastern seaboard, and that would not have been possible without Paige and his contributions. Uh, some rather unusual Christmas tree toppers there. Uh, but again, my mass device is is functional and fantastic, and I challenge you all uh, to to ruin my empire. Uh, give a shout out to one of our fans. Uh, uh, let me know in a in a message a couple days ago, Frank Shaw. He is known as Snake Eyes Declassified on, on YouTube and on Facebook. It's his birthday. So everybody wish Frank a happy birthday. Uh, we got some of his computer-generated graphics up there. That's what he does. Uh, puts a lot of time and effort into it. Shares them a lot on the What's on Joe Mind page. Uh, so please uh, stop over. There's Frank. There he is right now. Give, give him the Happy big birthday, lead. Frank. Uh, but ha happy birthday to Frank. If Joe were here, she would say they all look good, but the right one has too much storm shadow. <laughs> too, he's not he's not red ninja enough. Could you could you paint him red and then it'd be perfect? But uh, by all means, head on over to Frank's page and give it a like and and Frank's YouTube channel and and give that a subscribe as well, because uh, he he puts a lot of effort in on his work. I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, former GI Joe writer Paul Aller, who is you know, having a, a, a bad time with some family illness. You can, it's not my place to talk about it, but he's being pretty open about what's going on. If you're on Twitter at all, 
uh, just follow Paul Aller and, and you'll, you'll get the story again. I don't want to make a big deal of it here, but our, our thoughts and our well wishes and our, our condolences are certainly with him. Paul is good peeps. And even he if he's not, not writing a book right now, he's still part of the Joe family. Big time. Absolutely. Um, he, he will, he, he will always be one of us an absolutely great dude. Yep. Um, so, uh, again, our, our, our thoughts and, and well wishes are with Paul and his family at what is a difficult time. And, and of course, uh, give a shout out to Joe Colton who, who just, you know, tough spot tonight. Uh, we wish he could have made the, the trip, but sometimes work just gets in the way. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the honcho Mark Weber and a happy birthday on that shout out. Love it. Uh, you know, we, 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 uh, one, one of these years, we will get to do the the Honcho's birthday live on, yeah. on What's on Joe Mind, but it's going to be a challenge. Well, if it's not this year, because this is the Friday, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, we can always change the day of the show. Yeah, I suppose that's We can true. always play with that. Yeah, right? it's funny that, that I think Friday just means What's on Joe Mind, right? But it's only been less than a year, right, that it was the designated... I think a little over at this point. I think we're we're past the one year anniversary. Okay, I like we, that. we started. I like we, it on yeah, it works on Fridays. It, it, we started on Thursdays, and that mm-hmm. was okay. And then we just moved to Friday, and that seemed to be that seemed to be where we hit our our stride with our our middle aged. We got nothing to do on a Friday night audience. Well, and originally, it was because we wanted to make sure we were coming right up right after both of the GI Joe fan first Fridays. Right. It was well planned by us to plan over a year of programming for two Fridays, but whatever. I mean, by moving off of Thursdays, we we lost our lead in from the Sammy Maudlin show. True. But, but, but we're know. done. We're done in time for LA Law sometimes. <laughs> I love you, Sammy Maudlin. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's a deep dive for for everybody to go and find. Uh, and, and of course, give a shout out to the folks in the live chat tonight. Thank you so much for joining us live. Uh, we appreciate you. It's a lot of the same names every week. If you're watching us on recording, thank you for joining us too. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, you mean just as much to us. Uh, please, if you haven't, and about 25% of you haven't, go down and hit the subscribe button. Uh, be sure to like our video. Share it in your social media circles. We are still trying to get to that magic thousand subscriber barrier. And that's that's really a big wall on YouTube, and and we we need to get past that so we can do some more fun things with you. You're gonna have to channel Chris Farley at some point and go. Let the boy like the show. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt him. <laughs> but uh, but that's all we got for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on What's on Joe Mind. Uh, be sure to take uh, some time and, and get together with your loved ones in this holiday season and wish them the best as well. Uh, lots of love going out to, to everybody out there uh, for a safe and happy holiday and a Merry Christmas. And if you're traveling like me, mask it up, man. It is, yeah. it is bad out there. And, and yeah, we're, I don't think anybody's not traveling because of COVID. But yeah, it, it's, it's getting bad again. Yeah. And it's the same old deal. And it's it's simple preventative measures that we should have been doing all along and and got kind of lazy on. So uh, if you haven't gotten 
your vaccination, please go ahead and get your vaccination. If you if you're eligible for a booster, get yourself signed up for a booster. And and if you just if you got to be out in a crowd at all, any size of crowd, just wear a mask. I mean, you know, maybe you don't have to do it around your family, uh, but if you're out shopping and picking up those last minute gifts, wear your mask at the store. And let's let's just let's get a handle on this for for finally, please. It's been two years. I'm tired. I don't want to stress out going to the grocery store anymore. Yeah. And let's be honest, you're probably not as good looking as you think. And if no. you are, you're making us uggos feel bad. So I mean, you certainly ain't as good now. looking as this. So well, I mean, that's the money. Uh, you know, you, we, we do have What's on Joe Mind masks available on our Tee Public store. So head on over, get yourself a What's on Joe Mind mask. If that's yeah. if that's what it takes, Yeah. Uh, get yourself What's on Joe Mind mask. And, and let's let's get this thing taken care of and, and, and knocked out. But uh, for my co-host, Mark Weber, I'm Mike Irizarry. Uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll catch you on the flip side right before New Year's for another episode of What's on Joe Mind. Join us here in the team stream. Next week, we will have a recorded episode for you when we're going to do super mail call. Uh, we're really just an extra long mail call for you. So, so you won't be without us. We will have an episode. It should drop, I'm hoping, Friday afternoon. So you'll have a chance to get to it before you get to all your family stuff. And remember, happy holidays includes a happy birthday. (laughs) Go on, give me your sound effects, man. Happy holidays. Have a great weekend in Yojo.